Shuffle. Shuffle. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Kill Shuffle. Good evening. <laughs> I'm Donald. I'm Dylan. And uh, I don't actually know what time of day it is when you're listening to this. Yeah. I have no information in that regard. Yeah, it's going to be dark any second, so who cares? Here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because winter is coming. Mm-hmm. This is Kill Shuffle, the podcast where myself and Dylan look at a few albums that have come out over the last few months or the last few days um, and talk about them and tell you what we like about them um, and give you a score out of 10. Yes. And we also talk about one classic release from days gone by. Yeah. That it's, we... It's, what, what we... Go ahead. It's classic by, yeah. by, our, by our age. By ours. That's what I was going to say. What are, what, what are our criteria when we talk oh, about the older albums? Something that means something to you, I guess. Mm. It can be any year. It can be last year. Yeah, if it's significant enough that we haven't covered, you can cover it. It doesn't have to be like a cult classic no. or just a genuine classic. It's just an album that we yeah. feel like needs a little bit of extra attention or that we have something to say about. Yeah, it's show and tell Yeah, for your teacher who is not there. Exactly. So um, coming up this week on the show, we've got the new album by Weezer, Pacific Daydream. Yes. Um, a new one by Ruben's Jamie Lenman, which yes. is called Devolver. Uh, and a new album by Gary Newman. Yes called Savage Songs from a Broken World. He's not new, but... He's not new at all, as we will discuss. Um, and then finally, uh, we're going to take a look back at I Care Because You Do by Aphex Twin, mm. the 1995 album that yeah. you may know for a really scary yeah. self-portrait on the front. may or may not have chosen for the al- just for the album cover's sake. Yeah, oh, probably. <laughs> back in the I... day when you could not just simply stream this kind of album. God, no. Yeah. You had to go through the whole nightmarish experience with a turntable or a cassette player yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but I, I protest. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's get cracking. Um, so without any further ado, I suppose, let's talk about Weezer's second album in two years. Oh, God. Uh, isn't that crazy that to is, think about? It really is. It, so, so what's the deal? Is this, is this kind of a almost a b-sides to the other album? No. no this is no, it, this is very different from... He- there, there was is, an album... Yeah. There's an album called, I think it's Death Metal Will Save Us All, or mm-hmm. or every, everyone that listens to Death Metal is a happy person. There's something along those lines. I'll find out what yes. it is. But that was a B-Sides and Rarities album that came out, um, I understand, after Hurley. Uh, but no, this is a totally new studio album. I don't know how they managed it, but they obviously got back in the studio um, with Butch Walker, who actually also produced Ratitude. Yeah. Um, and they just bash this out i don't know and anyway pretty quick and they've got it out the door there was a we, we heard mexican fender and Did. uh quite a bit feels this. like summer quite a bit before this so they, they you know so it's obviously been done for a while yeah um just just to clarify the name of that b-sides album um is i don't know why i've like gotten it into my head that i want to communicate this but i do um it's called Death to False Metal. That's yes. it. Death to False Metal. Yeah. I knew it had a good name. Not to be mistaken with Steel Panther's Death to All But Metal. So, yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. I don't like butt metal. No. I, don't, I like <laughs> butt metal, but... Anyway, um, this is Pacific Daydream. So, I suppose, like, the inevitable conversation that you have has to relate back to the White Album that came out last year, which yeah. we were both big fans of, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. And then the secondary question has to be why this sucks. Yeah. Oh, you got to bring the S word into it so soon. I know, but that's essentially what you get almost after the first single, yeah. which is the first song. Yeah. Uh, it's almost. Well, I, I liked Mexican Fender. Okay. Like, yes. Hand yeah, on yeah. heart. Like, I think, I think they, I think it. That was a good summer song, right? 
yeah, it's it sounded listening to Mexican Fender, which is the first track on the album. It sounded like okay, this is Weezer. They're obviously gone back to a more modern production style in the in the way of like Ratitude or Hurley or whatever. But mm. or you know even the Red album. But you know there's still guitars and the the chorus it was big and it had like that nice kind of breakdowny bit towards the end and had energy. So I was like, this is cool. It's them mixing their leniencies towards modern pop with the old school rock that they're known for. Yeah, that's th- what it sounded th- like. This this is Weezer wheezing on the chain smokers a bit too much. See, you ask me. I feel like that comes into play in the La Mancha screw job a little bit more. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah. But yes, and or twenty one violets. Oh, name your name your pop. Oh, Foster hit. the People yeah. is. I mean, if you want to talk about bands that. Weezer are blatantly <laughs> ripping off yeah. on this record. I mean, yeah. listen to Beach Boys. I mean, that's that's straight up a Foster the People song. Um, and I happen to like Foster the People, but it's a bit strange when Weezer just apes them. Mm. Um, I think also The Weeknd was a big influence on this. Mm. And I know The Weeknd is just sort of a, a silhouette image of Michael Jackson to, to a certain extent with a bit of uh, Max Martin modern dance sensibilities thrown in the mix. That can be said. But um, I hear that as well. And I also hear a little bit of like uh, 1950s sort of, or more like the 1960s sort of Beach Boys. But don't, and then, but don't we always with Weezer? You do. No, you do. You do. And there's a little bit more Beatles on this than there has been in previous Weezer efforts. And yeah. I think there's more like Hall & Oates, that classic yeah. uh, I mean, big 80s pop sound yeah. as well. Not to funnel it all in, but Beach Boys do that as well. For the most part. The band, the Beach Boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it all funnels down to that. As it always has with Weezer, but it had been a little more hidden. Right. Oh, yeah, of course. Because the melodic sensibility was always going to lean towards what Brian Wilson does, which is just these earworms. Mm -hmm. And Rivers Cuomo has always been good at that. And I I don't think that's missing here. Mm -hmm. You know? No. Do you feel like like the actual melodies have have taken a dive in quality? Or is it uh, everything that surrounds them? Not as much as some of the lesser Weezer albums lately mm. have. Mm-hmm. Some of the ones, some of them had, had Hurley and stuff like that. Had yeah. Totally lost that sensibility. Yeah. This still has it, but I'd say twenty percent, thirty percent of it is totally lost. It's not Weezer. It's not like Beach Boys. It's just totally in the toilet. Yeah, I don't know for the charts. Yeah, thir- twenty to thirty percent is actually probably a good number because I would immediately throw Beach Boys in the garbage. Feels like summer you'd throw, weekend you'd, woman. You'd throw Beach Boys in the garbage. I thought that had some elements. I thought that had bits. I, it has bits. I, I wasn't offended listening to it. It has I was bits. Just like this ain't what. I'm just saying in want. the in the grander Weezer canon. What? what oh yeah. What am I adding to my playlist? And I was absolutely trying to not view yeah. it from the grander Weezer canon. I was like, what would a non huge Weezer right. fan think? Because I'm not the biggest Weezer fan. No, me either. Like, I worship at the altar of the Blue Album and Pinkerton. Yes, like yeah. so many people do. Um, I have a very... I have, like, a glancing knowledge of Maladroit, and I know the Green Album pretty well. Yeah. And then beyond that, I kind of just know the singles. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like... I'm not the world's biggest Weezer fan. Well, I, when I love Weezer, I love them, you yeah. know? Like, White Album I was obsessed with. So, yeah, I, I tried to come... I tried to listen to it from that perspective as well, and it's not bad. You know, there are very few bad songs on this. Everything is yeah. produced to within an inch of its life, which get, which is a safety net almost yeah. for music sometimes. Yeah. It's from, like, from like musical suicide. Right. Yeah. Like, like QB Blitz, T 
teeters that that pole quite a bit. I think QB Blitz is just on the right side of it, though. I, yeah. I like QB Blitz. Sweet Mary. I like that, too. But again, again... I mean, the end parts really suck it down quite a bit. Yeah, I... I From, I, like, I, ear, like justifiable earworms, which are happy. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. As much as I'm like, that probably sounds like it, you could pull it off on the new Gorillaz album kind of thing. With a bit of hint, a hint of fun or something in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Happy Hour, I think, is... It's just good. Like, there's legit bangers on this album. I just don't know if they're, like, Weezer. Which, yeah, you'd which, have which, to really turn it up to get any kind of banger sensibility, though. Yeah. But because I, but, they're just... Yeah. Mm. But I I just think this is... this is You could almost call this... A, 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 talk about it this way. Mm-hmm. I wonder would we be having a different conversation if the name on the front of this was Rivers Como and not Weezer? Oh, uh, yeah. Would we be having a different conversation? I think we would. Yeah. I mean, I tried to judge this by, like, is this kind of a new thing they're doing? Which I don't think it is. Mm. We'll put it this way. Is it a rock album? No. No, it's not a rock album. The first song is kind of, but it's lost its edge. Yeah, it's not. The only only songs in this album that have any hint of rock are Mexican Fender, which is a rock song, um, and Get Right, which, again, is a rock song oh. in the same way that Imagine Dragons are a rock band that yeah. you know uh, what's that band called Bastille are a rock band and the 21 Pilots they're not you know like there's a little bit of twinkly twonkly guitar at the start yeah. but it's they're not rock songs yeah and, and unfortunately people tune in on whatever they can get because they they don't want to search farther will think of this as this is the edge this is the rock that no. we get no 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 because no, no. there are people there are so many people yeah you and I know that will think that mm. oh yeah 100% they'd be like I'm rocking out to like happier and it's like no that's but but the thing about it is is I don't want to take a like you know punkier than thou approach to this like I think there's some really good songwriting on here and I'm not gonna yeah yeah, yeah. you know I don't think Rivers Cuomo is maybe it may in the past especially because he was going through a lot of personal struggles and maybe his he wasn't professionally on point but i think he i think he's still professionally on point with this i just think his heart is in slightly the wrong place that's all yeah you know mm-hmm. but that being said i think like i think sweet mary has some really great melody lines and yeah. i think get i think get right is a really good song happy hour is a really good happy song fun great, um, cor- great chorus i think really with, good good, good yeah, backing vocals that are kind of 70s soulish yeah it's nice and any friend of diane's reminds me of jacked up from the last album you know yeah. it's got that it's got that similar kind of yeah lazy piano vibes and i like but, i like it yeah but this album should have been a step up from what oh it's not absolutely a step up. it yeah. should have been yeah it should it have was been absolutely on on the comeback straight mm. and it missed it missed <laughs> Yeah, it's not, not it, offensively uh, bad. It's not offensively bad. No, it's bad. not offensively bad. And actually, I, I, to be honest with you, there are, you know, nearly half of this album I would return to in some way, shape or form. Maybe that's a bit, but maybe a third of this album I would definitely go back to. But, you know... I don't think that would last long. This is Weezer as a singles band. This is not Weezer as an album's band anymore. You know, there, like, there's a few songs that I would want to hear again. But is there anything on this album that I would sacrifice a sweater song for or mm. a pink triangle for or a um only in dreams for yeah. now on the live set no 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 yeah. no 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 there's not yeah this is a summer album not really the summer's a su- mm. the single and the summer's the summer gone. single yeah. it's like oh shit we missed that mark for the album so yeah. oh i guess cr- weezer's career has turned into an endless bummer mm. hey oh. Oh god! Shit. But not- actually, it's funny now that I think about it in those terms. Is there anything here that I would that I would swap out for an old Weezer song in the live set? Not really. 
I wouldn't even want to hear Mexican Fender off this if it meant sacrificing something off those four oh, classic I, I would albums. like to see how they do some things live. Like, I li- I'd like to see how Happy Hour translates mm. if it's between something from Pinkerton and yeah. from any other album yeah. of theirs. But it sounds like a Rivers Cuomo solo effort. And yes. in that respect, it's got some really good stuff on it. But as a Weezer album, oh, maybe skip this one. Absolutely. Go for the singles and run run before you get buried within that run back to the white album it's still fresh yeah you know it's it's only it only came out last may it's still still very fresh i think you should just go back to that one so um, i wonder if they'll come back with the frequency of an album a year or is, was this just a coincidence mm. or are they really trying to scrape the barrel to keep relevant i don't know it's it's hard to know really because it's it's a shame it's a shame because this is a Weezer this is a direction Weezer took before and it, and, and it patently didn't work out for them mm-hmm. so to bring back Butch Walker who is famous for producing Pink and Avril Lavigne and Taylor Swift yeah name your bland vanilla middle of the road quote unquote punky rock star or yeah. pop star yeah. excuse me not rock, but you know yeah. like basically pop star who people go i'm such a rock person i'm listening you know what i mean like i'm rocking out to pink no offense i think pink has some great songs she's not a rock artist um that's butch walker and i think bringing him in for on a weezer album was a mistake yeah no matter how well they get mm-hmm. along it's it's produced within an inch of its life it's and it like, like i said that's your musical safety net yeah you you can't take a risk when the production is this pristine hmm Mm. But they did. <laughs> but they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, I'm, so favorite songs, Happy Hour. Uh, good. Okay, cool. For me, it's probably Get Right. Actually, I think that yeah, song's got. A, I think that song's got a great enough. energy to it. Um, it's still got the good vocals. Yep. Still got good it's, lyrics. It's still, we haven't talked about that. Uh, yeah, there's some some parts where it falls flat. <laughs> Being really kind of shite <laughs> I like no I like I like that line you need to choose between the internet and me on QB Blitz and yeah. I like I would say the chorus of Happy Hour my favourite song doesn't even even the best lyrics I like that line though I need Happy Hour on Saturdays I know it's like super simple but I, I, it I, is. I think it works I know but it should go up beyond that just working <laughs> I like um, to think about it a bit yeah um, I mean there's a lot of rivers being lonely on this I think there's some great lyrics of Mexican Fender as well you know he just has a way of I like I like his you know she came to get her 10,000 steps and hang out with the boyfriend I like that kind of yeah. observational he's kind of got like That's an fun. observational humor to really his has. lyrics which is cool yeah which, which I, I can I, I like about it I mean, more more artists should talk about just things that happen in life. Yeah, and that saves it. To, for me, that saves it from being a bad album. Yeah. It's so, the combination of River... It's yeah. Unfortunately, like, this is the Rivers show. <laughs> everything that's good about the album is Rivers, but everything that's bad about the album, it's production, but also Rivers. So... It's hard to rank um, between a four and a five. I'd give it a four. Okay. Because I, I won't come back to it. You're going to give it a four? Yeah. Cool. I'll give it a six because there's there's a selection of songs That's in here. That I, no, but I I'm, I'm I, I think I've I think I've justified that six. I've, yeah, yeah, I've gone yeah. through it and there's a lot of stuff that I like there. It's just I don't think it, the gestalt of it. I yeah. don't think it. You look back at it and go Pacific Daydream. You know. Yeah. You look back at it and go those songs are good, but yeah, it's not changing it, the world. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a a snapshot of you know like like the way the White Album felt like you know a postcard from Malibu. This doesn't feel like anything. Mm-mm. Even though I think the album art is great. Oh, uh, yeah. The girl, she's on a swing suspended above the planet Earth. I think it's really cool imagery. Yeah. But... Doesn't speak know. so much for it, but... Doesn't doesn't really have no. any... It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't bear any relationship to the music. And I think 
unfortunately this is and you hear it on like the La Mancha Screwjob at the start with those bloody squeaky vocals yeah. that just date it's just gonna date this album and I think the more pop 2017 pop stuff is not gonna date well on this album no no it's gonna fall Weezer uh, you're breaking our heart here man come back in 2018 come back in 2018 with with a with a companion piece to Pinkerton please yeah. okay alright let's move on um and it's a six for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the next album we're going to talk about is by Jamie Lenman. Yes. It's his second solo album um, in, I think, four years. 2013. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jamie was the lead singer of Ruben. Mm, that was a lovely band. That was, um, for what Sandgarden were for most people, Ruben was for me. Oh, cool. Like, okay. Like the pinnacle of mid-2000s. Mm. Really awesome rock, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought with yeah, a yeah. hard tinge. The Devolver is the name of the album. Before we move on, um, that's yeah. So I suppose maybe let's start with Ruben. Like, yeah. what what did Jamie Lemon bring? Like, first of all, what was Ruben's sound, and what did Jamie Lemon bring to the party with Ruben? Yeah. Well, you, you haven't really heard Ruben, have you? Well, no, no. I, I race cars, race car backwards. I have like a passing knowledge of, yeah. and I did go back to refresh my memory like some, to the, some like of, the other day. Yeah, and some of the later stuff got a little heavier. To the kind of roaring, almost, um, you can attribute the vocals to While She Sleeps, yeah. or Fight Star, or bands like that. This was kind of the 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 um, beginning of that style. What's that second album? The nothing is it? Nothing is what we stand for, or something. Um, something along I think those that's lines. That's the third album. That's the third album. That one's really good, man. I've listened to that one recently. That's a great album. Yeah. Um, I don't. The second one, I don't know at all. But um, Ruben are cool. They're really good. Ruben are kind of like a slightly more playful version of what Bad Sign did. Yeah, you, earlier you, this you'd, year, you'd think a band that creative would be a band that come out of like, that had come out of last year to now this period of rock. They're yeah, they're almost ahead of their time. And it was a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. it was right. Well, it was around the same time Biffy were breaking. I mean, Biffy had, were around a couple of years before then, but it's a similar type of thing. It's like angular, aggressive, but also quite humorous mm, alternative rock from England. The, couldn't come from anywhere else. I was like going through my list of uh, touch touchstones for this album, at least that, that I know, mm-hmm. and nearly all of them are UK based because it's like it's got a certain self awareness that you just don't get from American music, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like you know, ju- just purely on even on the strength of Lemon's voice, w- yeah. which is probably the most distinctive. I mean, it's distinctive music, but it's the most distinctive yeah. element. Yeah, is um, his voice. Both are pretty strong. Both sides are really strong. Yeah, it goes without saying. Yeah. So like the category of voice you're talking about is like it's kind of he kind of sounds like Frank Turner and he's Frank Turner's mate. Yeah, the guy from uh, Cars on Fire also, or the guy from Left Side Brain. It's that kind of that it's, Southern English. It's that South English mind, bellow mind. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So let's talk about the music then. I guess so. Is it fair to say this differs from Ruben's sound? Now um, that he's it has bits. Yeah, it it definitely has bits. Um, some a lot of new stuff is brought to the table. Mm. Um, horns, string sections, violins, industrial elements. To oh music, yeah, some really cool stuff. Um, a lot of play on words with, with um a very meta sensibility to the um rhythm, of the music going on at the same time. Yeah, because he's a he's a multi like multi talented yeah. multi instrument. Like this guy thinks about things in a lot of different yeah. ways. He's he, he was he thinks about the music he's writing while he's writing and the lyrics of the song that's being recorded. Yeah, with the intention that he knows it's in your ears, which he writes about in the, thir- yeah, in the he's, first song. He's a drummer, mm-hmm. and he talks about percussion being the central element of a lot of these songs, yeah. and like how he would start with the percussion and then move into other elements. And he's also 
an illustrator he was an illustrator for the guardian for years so like he kind of has a very visual sense as well yeah as being like a vocalist guitarist yeah so it's cool like examples of the lyrics like him stating that he's as close as he can be to to you right now Mm. in your ears when's that that's in the first song it's on heartbeat yeah yeah, it's in the first song i believe Yeah, yeah yeah which sets this album pretty well for what you're going in for I think yeah it um, doesn't it doesn't yeah, heartbeat for me the first song but like the elements are there are all there in the song and it's a fairly long song yeah it is it builds up I'm not sure it quite pays off the, I like heartbeat when it gets going but I think it, I think it's very it's a very slow build I'm, it gets quite it, it's quite musy I find it, that first one you know yeah there are bits of that there's um, it's got that the mu- kind of the like musy prog element crisp or Matt Bellamy sort of swagger to yeah. it or something yeah, yeah. Um, and even in the guitars you know it's or or yeah. Royal Blood or something that kind of like but here's the riff yeah oh it's, it's some, no mistaken mm. I love the riffage in this album yeah 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 yeah, yeah. undoubtedly yeah then there's plenty of it there's plenty yeah. of it to go around but there's plenty of other stuff there's plenty of everything plenty of other stuff so yeah I guess it's kind of a game of three halves is that fair to say there's mm-hmm. like there's like the straight up angry Rubeny stuff. There's the minus the bear meets block party kind of stuff. Yeah, that too. Yes, good good touch points. Mm-hmm. And then there's the kind of slower, darker, almost like cabaret stuff, or you know, like cabaret pop. Yeah, Ima- Ima- get- imagine Trent Reznor mixed with Amy Winehouse. Yeah, that's not a bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. And a bit of music. A bit of music. That you get. That, that's what you get on like Bones and like Devolver. Yeah, Bones yeah, yeah, especially. Yeah. yeah, Bones especially. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bones sounds like he. I mean, he's already got the most. He's already got the look of a vaudeville. Yeah. Um, oh, he he's a he, he's a bona fide hipster. Oh it, yeah, it looks and it. I I love it. I I, I do love it. I know. And it's I, changed a bit. It, 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 you you cannot. It's like they say, don't judge a book by its cover or whatever. You almost cannot help but form an opinion of this album before you listen to it if you see the cover because it's like. It's just his hipster head. It's, it's just one, one so tuft. hipster. It's, it's one tuft. It's one tuft. <laughs> one of the tuft hair and his big yeah. 1800s mustache. Yeah. And, his... and his proclivity to wear suits and suspenders on stage live. Yeah. This time. I mean, he really thinks that he's like, it's like a real kind of roll up, roll up. I mean, you know? he brings that style back very well. Yeah. I mean, and he can back it up. <laughs> no, no, he can. He's got the chops. Yeah. He's got the chops. And like this, it's a little frustrating as well for me because I, I, there's so many elements that I love. Yeah. It's like it's like they're they're swirling around in this mix of. I think you're jaded by a load of hipster assholes, and you realize no! this guy is an authentic dude that no. has traveled forward in time no. <laughs> to write heavy metal. It doesn't. No, it doesn't bother me. I'm I'm, I'm making a joke about his appearance. I you have to judge based on the music. Yeah, um, he was and a this, good, he was a really good guy anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this this I think it's just he takes such a kitchen sink approach that. Uh, it, for me, it was it was like the elements separately. I some loads of them. I think are fantastic. And I think there's a few of them that are not to my taste. Is, is this is this kind of a flashback to the Amanda Palmer album we covered? Yeah, similar actually. It's, yeah, yeah. Not no, no. Yeah. That's a yeah. That's a good um, because this is this is comparison. A lot different than the last solo record he did, which was very it was very heavy at points, like almost yeah. almost um let live heavy. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and very very. Very um, uh, scattered and okay. very fast was that with its different topics. Because Muscle Memory, the last one, was split. Was that not split down the middle between sort of artsy, jazzy folk stuff and oh, there's bits thrash metal, or or was it or were they interspersed with each other? Uh, they they're in between, like every oh, second they were, song, so. oh, okay, 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 okay. But it was a lot heavier. Um, yeah. 
this is a different kind of heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, this this really reminds me of stuff Saul Williams has done. Trent Reznor with Nine Inch Nails, of course, mm-hmm. and Saul Williams and Trent have both done stuff together. Right. Um. It definitely, there's definitely that industrial sound. Oh yeah, like I hear a little bit um, of Marilyn Manson on Mississippi. Yeah. In, especially in that verse, you know, like yeah. it's it's got that kind of menacing. Um, yeah. Industrial yeah. sensibility, but like if you, and, yeah, and that, you have to go back to like uh, re- reptile from I think it was the fragile mm. that has that industrial that kind yeah, of like yeah, yeah, yeah. piston going up. It's a lot like that. But like if you go through the and hell in the fast car reminds me of sorry it reminds, no, no, me, of, reminds me of Nine Inch Nails with Teeth album. Oh really? A, a lot of a lot of the pacing of this album reminds me a lot of. The With Teeth album, which was the single album of, of Trent's, of Nana's Nails, it was very kind of like, each song has its own mm. set of oh, right, rules yes. that it, they, they all abide by. Yeah. Um, I don't think this album relies on other songs to pick them, pick other songs up. It like, it doesn't, they don't layer. No, 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 not really. They're all totally separate entities. It's funny you should mention... Nine Inch Nails in relation to Hell in the Fast Car. I mean, to, for for me, I I thought that sounded almost like a Foo Fighters yeah, song. I'll show you some examples. Yeah, when we get there. But yeah, I think there's a lot of Foo Fighters on this. Oh, there's the Foo Fighters on All of England is a City as well. Yeah. It's like it's got that kind of like supercharged blues yeah. kind of feel to it. Yeah, it, but it, Foo Fighters do so well. It does. It does have a bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. It also uh, like Hell in the Fast Car and a lot of lyrics like Waterloo Teeth and mm. a lot of personal has that Trent Reznor primal scream. Yeah. Vibe to it, which she's always had but this album amps it up I think yeah I think personal really well. is personal is a highlight per- personal is great cause it's, got, it's definitely his best vocals yeah. in any album I think most yeah. developed at least in in general or in that track um, I think out of the whole album yeah. out of his whole career this is his best vocals yeah yeah. no it's a, a, personal is like the, is the one where he really genuinely lets rip and it just sounds so good yeah. I mean he's so good at doing that that kind of unclean vocal um, yeah and it's really the I mean Waterloo Teeth that happens a little bit but I almost feel like Waterloo Teeth suffers for being before uh, Personal on the album because it kind of goes hard beat and then you get the two Rubeny tracks one after the other Mm. and I almost feel like Waterloo Teeth is like Personal Junior a little bit it's like it's not as impressive in any respect as the song that comes right after it so you always forget it after you've listened to Personal that's for me (laughs) anyway Um, but can we get onto Body Poppin? Hell yeah because that's the best song on the album (laughs) in theory yeah yeah, it's it's one of for the most, me. One of the, it is one of the most clever, uh, cleverly layered songs I've heard in a while. Yeah, like, I, yeah, it's such a weird. So many structure. elements that should not work together, but do do. Mm-hmm. And the message, it's like a great. It's like one of those rare times when a song can be single worthy with while having a really odd structure, and at the same time, it's like it's got lyrics that are super audible and super like relatable and fantastic. Yeah. And a great chorus that just only go, you only get once. Yeah, so it's really good. It is. Though I, Love believe, body I, I believe the singles were "Heartbeat," "Mississippi," and "Hell in a Fast Car." Okay, they have fantastic videos, by the way. Okay, uh, "Hell in a Fast Car" has like him just kissing, just making out with tons of people, including his wife. Oh, okay. You're like, oh, this is pretty cool. <laughs> all right, I'll, yeah. I'll check that out. <laughs> it's nuts. And all while he just looks like a maniac Charles Bronson kind of character. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. I would have, I would have picked "Body Poppin" as the single, to be honest with you, because yeah. it's and I lo- the lyrics to it are just so wonderful. Like, we, yeah, you, it, they are. They go back to lyrics. Yeah. The lyrics, well, just yeah. the, this, I love the lyrics for it because it's such a like, it, they're so salty about about the incredibly low bar of talent that is required to 
to make it in showbiz yeah. if you've got the right you know if you've got the right infrastructure and the right people and blah 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 mm-hmm. like he kind of like the lyrics are sort of follow the structure of like if you've never sold a set of clothes you can still get big if you cannot act or dance or sing you you can still get big yeah. if you've never bought can't find a rent, beat yeah or stuff like that right, if, you, if you have no streak of artistry you can still yeah. get big and then at the end he just goes if you can't do a fucking thing you can still get big yeah same, um, same with like bits from Devolver like yeah it's like I'm irrelevant him soaring over that yeah that, I'm sure yeah. that speaks to his place in the industry or what he thinks even though he's coming up with this stuff which is some of the best stuff I've heard in a long while mm. um, I wasn't hugely keen on that last track I just the, the the sort of melodic structure of it I found a bit like a saccharine or something but I, I like the, interesting. I, I like the uh yeah, I like the sentiment of what he's talking yeah. about. He's I like, like you know. it reminds me of the Cure quite a bit. I like that yeah. element that he's pe- picking from. Yeah, and then it changes at the end, or it does. The end is good, or like it's 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 that same sentiment that you get in that Prawn album, where he's like, <laughs> you know, I'd rather play my piecemeal music than yeah. you know, get, you know, than get on the radio. That's kind of Jamie yeah. Lemon is actively not giving a fuck about what people think of him yeah. on this album, which is cool. I also quite like uh, I don't know anything. That that's also pretty cool single bait. Yeah, no, that one. That yeah, that that one's a that's kind of another fun one. It's in the same category as Body Pop, and it's got it's got the um, what's that song called? Sugar Hill Gang. Oh, fucking! Well, it it has almost another one bites the dust baseline. Oh yeah, well another one bites the dust is also based on, is also based on that yes, Sugar yes. Hill Gang, song. and it goes all the way back to that. But rappers delight. It's, it's, it's yes, yes. He uses the same rhythm, but he he, he adjusts where mm-hmm. the, the 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 chord patterns, which is cool. That's really fun. Very much minus the bear. Um, oh yeah, relations to that. Yeah, definitely. I I think it's I think it's good. I I always cringe a little bit at the simplicity of the lyrics. I think they're just a bit. I don't phoned in. Especially. I don't. I mean, you got got to think of it in, in in back to a Weezer kind of mindset. Mm. He's writing about stuff. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no, I know, and, and, I, and I'm super particular. There's certain words that I hate rhyming, and I really want people to rhyme eyes with real eyes. I always well, go, oh. yeah, well, yeah, I don't know, I don't mind it. He's like, no, let's go. Cool. He's singing about small stuff that Happens actually means big stuff for yeah. him, which is great. I love that. Yeah, 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 and, and actually, only him. It, it can really, it relates most the most to only him. And, right. Yeah. There's, there's a great bit after the first chorus in that song, which reminds you know when the violin comes in with that lovely little motif for like it's, 10 seconds it's so good yeah. what did that remind you of um a lot of things final fantasy yeah every time i hear it's just and it, i don't know whether i've just been spoiled by how great own palette is but mm-hmm. every time i hear like a little violin motif like that in a song if it's done a certain way i'm like final fantasy final fantasy he's, and it's great it really works yeah yeah and there's that little brass break in um what song is Bones? it? Uh, Bones. Bones. The, the trumpet. Great. That works as well. Yeah. The yeah. echoey trumpet. I think it's a trumpet. I'm not sure, but actually. I, yeah, I think so. Whatever instrument kicks into the middle of Kids from Kibble and the Fist of Light uh, off um, Infinity Land yeah. by Biffy Clyro, whatever yeah. instrument that is, it's the same one. Yeah, That's all I, I know. I think the midsection to Bones is one of the most beautiful pieces I've heard. Yeah, it's great. Well. Yeah. It's great. For me, it saves the song because I'm not hot on the rest of it, but I. But yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it's not like, so hot on the, like. It's a bit more vaudeville all over the place. It's like, welcome to the creepy dungeon. That's fine. <laughs> that is fine. But because that's he, cool. He does I'm... a great thing where he harmonizes with his voice. Is The other voices drop tuned down. Yeah. A good few octaves and his normal voice is just kind yeah, of falsetto yeah, yeah, over yeah. it. I There's think cool that's bits. There's cool bits. I love beautiful. that middle section. I think it's great. 
Um, so I, I agree with you there. And uh, just while we're on Biffy Clyro, there's a bit in our Comfort Animals as a song. Yeah, is so early Biffy or B sides Biffy. It's, if only it was longer. If only it was longer. It's it ends. I'm like, damn it, that was the best track, or it was yeah. like one of the best tracks. Now, why is it a minute and a half? It's, yeah, it's so great. Um, well, it, it really belongs to Body Popping's song structure. I think. Yeah, it's, it's, like, flo- it's, like, it a little, it's like a little coda. It yeah, flows. you're right, and it has the same the guitar when he, he's doing these little sort of. Um, arpeggios on the guitar yeah. in, in Body Popping and that's sort of almost directly referenced in Comfort Animal so it's like yeah. I can understand um, why he put it there but yeah great album what did you think <laughs> of, of, of everything like uh, um, final words yeah I, yeah well um, I think I think he's trying to do I mean on, on the whole I think he's trying to do too much here um, and for me like again this is just for my own personal taste I think I think a lot of it sticks I think some of it doesn't yeah um, um, and I could do with the, I could do with a bit less of the straight down the line blues inspired of tempo rock stuff. Like I don't I don't really care for all of England as a city or to hell in a fast car or Waterloo teeth. Because that's just drive with it and you'll get it. <laughs> Literally, maybe I, maybe oh, I need to do honestly. that. But that's um, that's just me. I think I think it's almost like the weirder the better with him. Um, and and there's a lot of that there too so yeah so I mean my favourite track was probably actually was certainly Body Popping I think that's a great song yeah Um. and uh, for me it's a 7 out of 10 yeah he can he can do it all he's a jack of all trades I think yeah and he's really building up his repertoire outside of yeah Ruben which is remarkably cool to see like I don't think listening back to Ruben this doesn't this isn't as up my alley as Ruben is yeah yeah you know this is if you like bands if you like people that experiment a lot then this album is definitely yeah. for you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so favorite, you favourite song favourite song for me mm-hmm. well you, you body, body popping body popping for you okay yeah, yeah. Um, I'll give this a, a nine. I'll give it a 9 cool it's a very cool 9 great Um, favourite song Oh, it changes. It changes so much every time I listen to this. Mm. Um, but I think, I think you picked a body popping already, body so poppin'. I can't pick that. Well, you can. No, no, I can't. Okay, we can be unanimous. Um, I, th- I think it's. I think it's a miss. Um, Hell in the fast car in Mississippi. Oh, I'm not a huge fan of Mississippi. It's so good. Lies, slander. Lies. This guy lies. Anyway, this is your moment. Mic. It's okay. Cool. That's it. It's incredibly cool industrial. Yeah. Give it a listen, see what you think, because this, mm. this is a strange one, but it's also not super inaccessible. I think I think it's a, it's a, there's a bit of a barrier to entry in terms of heartbeat. Sorry, Personal is my favourite song. Per- I for- totally oh, Personal's forgot. great. Personal, I would include Waterloo Teeth and Personal as part of the firewall to start an album that will that will weed out the casuals, which I, which I, which I think is a shame, actually. I think they pr- he probably could have tracked the album a bit differently to reach a wider audience without you know without changing any of the content but i do i do think putting those the two heaviest arguably the two heaviest songs way up front and center is gonna put people off but i would say give it you know try this album i think i you know i enjoyed listening to it um there wasn't enough that appealed to me personally to me for me to give it more than a seven but i still think it's a good artistic effort so well done jamie lemon and it's a nine from dylan yeah okay cool um, can't give everything a 10 okay? can't give everything a 10 okay let's move on so I'm gonna have to hand over the reins once again to you Dylan for Savage Songs from a Broken World the new album by Gary Newman yeah just all I'm gonna say is here in my car <laughs> 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 
That's all I got. <laughs> Apart from that, yeah. the floor is what yours. What a dated reference, Donald. <laughs> That's 1979, baby. That's a long while away. That's that is old. nearly 40 years ago, Dylan. Mm-hmm. It's changed, changed he's quite a bit. Changed. He's changed quite a bit. I've kept track because it's been he's he's been a pretty cult guy from the mid 80s onwards. I'd say 90s. Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't put it this way. A. I didn't know what to expect when I pushed play and it wasn't what I expected. <laughs> but you knew Gary Newman from Cars. From Cars. And B, I tried I to follow a line. I went in and, try, and tried to pick songs through his discography leading up to this point. And I, I still Electric can't... Friends? Where? Electric Friends? Or... I'm not sure I hit that one. Okay. But I, I, I still couldn't pinpoint when he changed into being like essentially industrial rock <laughs> it was it was the 90s it was the 90s, yeah, it was the that, 90s. Was, that was the point okay cool yeah because it was it was i mean the pleasure principle is 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 pretty much it's like electronic pop yeah yeah you you, you know you, new new wave at a push it's connected to your brian you know bowie the same time they were doing that he was doing this yeah 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 it, yeah, 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 it yeah. flows I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it's more as like, it's a little bit more off kilter. It's a little bit more left of center, but it does yeah. fit in with the synth pop of the 1980s. Yeah. You know, like cars fits in perfectly. And then the other stuff is like yeah. in that zone. Yeah. And believe it or not, the live performance to get away from the album for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way he's aged that song very well. Yeah. Like it flows in between these songs really well. Yeah. Like he's found a way to connect that. But you'd almost think he's always wanted to have the sound. Yeah, for the last thirty years, I guess it's it's this has been a sound, and no one's really noticed. Yeah. At least, at least casual fa- casual people have because I couldn't I I couldn't reconcile what I heard on this album with yeah. it doesn't it a doesn't sound like an artist who's been releasing albums pretty much on the trot for forty years actually longer because he yeah. he had albums with Chewboy Army before. Um, it doesn't a it doesn't sound like a guy who's been working for forty years, and b it doesn't sound like um it's yeah i don't know maybe they're the same point but it doesn't sound like an older man like it doesn't sound like an older guy i don't know it's weird yeah it's not in the way bowie sounded in it's surprised it surprised me because it, there's fifth, so much rock he's on this. i think he's almost 60 now yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah um yeah. bowie sounded quite different at this age i think bowie, yeah. bowie definitely especially with the second last album he released I think he yeah. picked it up later on, actually, in the last album, but... It's weird. Like, it's... it's You know what... You know what I thought when I listened to this? I was like, it sounds like a game that was... Sounds, sorry, well, yeah, it sounds like a, an album that was made by a big gamer or something. You know, like, maybe it's the album art, which has, like, the Assassin's Creed guy on the front, not the actual... That's him. That's actually him. That's Gary Newman? Yeah, that's him. Okay. He looks badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even, like, everything about it strikes yeah. me as, like you know some guy who's like obsessed with you know, like tomb raider and like assassin's creed and something that made yeah. an album of like a concept album yeah. of all these things but obviously that's not what's happened because it's gary newman yeah, it's like in his 60s uh, or whatever this is a song this is a album dealing with a at first glance a pretty simple topic which is what would the world deal with in the post-apocalypse yeah it's like it's like you're kind of you're kind of garden variety post-apocalypse like global yeah. warming's ruined the world yeah. and it's his desert based society it's, it's his view on it yeah yeah, yeah. and that's awesome yeah, because he never used to do this stuff. 
Um, right, yeah. But I guess he kind of always had it in him, right? Because yeah. he's always had a... It's always been conceptual. Yeah. He's painted himself as like a, this ro- uh, android, robotic kind of... Yeah, he's, uh, Emotionless husk. Yeah, there's <laughs> been... There, it's been like a staple for androgyny for long as well. Yeah. As long as Bowie has, certainly. And yeah. Iggy Pop and all that. Yeah. Um, And I think the last two albums he released were the first ones to get back in the charts. Okay. So he, I don't know who he's picked up. I'll have to check. I don't know who he's picked up in his repertoire of musicians, but it's broken the mold again. Do you mean like, well, he's a solo artist, so how do you mean? Well, I, well, just the people who've, who've accompanied him in writing this. Oh, I would have thought he did it all I by think, himself. I, I, uh, I, I, think I could bit, be wrong. I think bits, but I'm sure there's an outside influence as well. Okay. Um, I, 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 my understanding... Produce, producers between that? I don't know who produced this. I mean, again, because he's an electronic musician, I would have thought no well sorry he did he did have a producer i i normally assume that electronic musicians produce their own work but somebody called called aid fenton or ade fenton he did the last album i believe the the album for this and they're both connected yeah interesting Uh, oh wow no he had a full band on this he had a full and there's guitars too on this which i didn't realize oh there's totally guitars on this yeah i wasn't sure i knew they sounded like guitars but i thought they might have been that whole aspect of this album is definitely attuned to the live effect yeah. you get from industrial music yeah. I think it represent it shows that very well right yeah that's fair like the huge bassy aspects without without clogging up your ears with the bass it still shows the rumble of that live bass you get from definitely in- indoor arena shows yeah no I agree it, like it does it has a real stadium rock feel if I'm being honest or stadium goth or something stadium goth yeah <laughs> like I, I, I did not expect to push play on a Gary Newman record and for the first thing I think to be Marilyn Manson and Nine Inch Nails but yeah. that is exactly what I thought yeah. and my second thought was holy fuck this guy sounds a lot like Ken Andrews yeah those are my three initial initial thoughts yeah he, he, he's Ken Andrews mixed with Alanis Morissette mm. mixed with Enya just that weird kind of with something obviously all his yeah, own yeah. And, and the more I listen to it obviously the less I hear um, but 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 songs from the Lost Satellite by Ken Andrews. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on here that sounds like that. Yeah, you know, specifically not not the failure stuff, but like Ken mm-hmm. Andrews solo stuff where it's more yeah. um, dreamy and ethereal. There's definitely a similarity there. Yeah, um, these are definitely slow boil songs at points. Some songs get right off the point, but a lot of it is very theme, very soundtracky. Yeah, which yeah. which makes Especially sense. The final track. Makes sense because because he does he has done quite a few soundtracks, and I think. During his age, he he logically wants to go to soundtracks. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After this stuff, like like what Danny Elfman did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> After Oingo Boingo, um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a funny one. This because the only place where I think it shows his age, if that makes sense, or like, or it shows sort of maybe a little bit of the egoism of a very very long-term career artist is possibly the song length or the album length in general yeah i do think a lot of these songs are stretched out to six and a half minutes when they could just as easily have been four Uh, i disagree yeah they could easily be but he really want to go the full stretch go for it um and i know you're you're hard to pluck through the the long breathing stuff no, it's not. It's not that. I, I, I certainly. I, I know never, you're a soundtrack guy. I'm a, no, I'm. A, I'm a soundtrack guy. I'm a dream theater guy. I mean, long songs and and songs don't bother me. But like, for example, with dream theater, I like them because they they pack. It's not like they don't stretch out kind of one one or two musical ideas for like ju- mm. for the sake of it. They often will mash in way way more musical ideas and put it into fifteen minutes. Yeah. But there'll be as many 
there'll be as many ideas as there would be in four songs on a record mm, album but yeah. with this and again I, I you know it's i can understand why he's done it but it does feel like sometimes well, it, it's sometimes it's, the boil. it's sometimes no i don't know it's sometimes a trap falls of the genre yeah yeah, yeah. at times okay um, and this pushes it to the limit i think yeah of how how um theatric and epic you can make industrial music yeah to fit this and i think it does it as well as it can mm. and i love it I I, yeah. I I love just you know I'm a sucker for industrial music I know, especially in this I know. day and age I after know. the heyday like after the heyday of industrial when there's even better industrial coming out yeah it's great it's a good surprise to see that yeah yeah and it's funny for like an electronic album you often well with electronic music sometimes the appeal can be that you can create a new world with every track because you can use like different synthesizers and different um plugins and different things mm. to kind of create a whole new sound whereas that's not at all what happens here gary newman sets his uh flag in the ground or whatever mm. on track one and that's what yeah. you get on whatever it's called yeah. it's called ghost stories or something and uh-huh. that is the palette that you get from minute one to minute yeah. 56 or whatever it's yeah. like i mean it, it does change up a bit but not that, much no not much and and that's that's a strength uh, for me that's a strength and a weakness it's a strength because it gives the album a huge amount of consistency and I do think that he's obviously a really good songwriter. Like this, yeah. the chorus is on, um, it all, you know, uh, it all is, began with you. My, my name is Ruin. Ruin. When the world comes apart. Um, those are all massive, uh, massive Yeah. And there's choruses. a few, there's a few other near the end as well. Mm. Um, but pay for the pain you serve as well. Yeah. Uh, was it? My name is Ruin has his, yeah. uh, has his daughter singing back and vocals for most of it. Oh, that's his daughter. Yeah. Uh, during the chorus uh, and the other sweeping part. Is yeah. Her. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know the bit you're talking about. She's only like twelve or thirteen, and that's, really? that's awesome. That's awesome to hear that. That is cool. That is cool. Um, she just like grabbed her by the neck and was like, "Sing!" Yeah. So he's very in touch with getting his kids in this involved in this kind of music, <laughs> which is so cool. Yeah. What a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do. But, this is not your dad's dad music. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not your dad's dad. It's your mom's dad. Um, um, yeah. But again, I just he does use he 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 hits too many of the same points in each song in terms of like. You've got that grainy, crunchy, bassy synth, and then you get like those kind of from the guitar, you know. Yeah. And then Rhythm, a- rhythmic variety is really cool, though. There yeah. are there is there are differences with the songs. Of course, it's not just oh, it's not one, one long song. Industrial. No, 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 it's not. No. And like every song has you know good melodies and blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. But you know, for me, it's like I could pick out my highlights and and, and leave the rest. Yeah. But you know, that's, I mean, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. That's that's fair at times. Um, um, I don't think we need that long instrumental yeah. track at the very end. I think "Pay Pay for the Pain You Serve." Or, yeah, what's yeah. the second last track? Uh, I haven't got it here, but uh, yeah, I think it's, it's "Pay for the Pain You Serve" would would work just as well as a closer. But again, I understand that this is a concept album about the end of the yeah. world. It's a good. It's a nice journey to have. Perhaps a bit long. I will admit that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's something to love on nearly every track, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Um... And, and and that's the thing of it as well is it's not like a 17 track album it's like a regular number of tracks that just all happen yeah. to be quite long yeah and when this is your 21st album coming up with great songs sick like six songs in I was like this is really fucking good and it's still really fucking good when the, when the world falls apart mm. um, that's one of my favourite songs yeah that's really good spoilers that's probably my favourite song on the album I'd say yeah debatably close. yeah 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 definitely, Deba- definitely. definitely. but that, that's that's admirable I didn't expect to hear uh, elements of corn on a Gary Newman album, but yeah. uh, 
Um, I mean, some might say I exp- I, I see I hear Gar- uh, Gary Newman on Corn albums. Well, the, no, yeah. well that's well, especially oh. on uh, I'm talking about the paradigm shift. Yes, you know, there's uh, on that when the world comes apart. There's that kind of mm. the start, that kind of yeah. buzzing synthesizer with yeah. nothing else. I was like, whoa, well, like something's happening here. Yeah. There's some relationship between those two. I, I'd, I'd say in the early 2000s, there was a load of artists that were up and coming who were like, we owe this to Gary Newman for giving mm. us the soundscape to work on and yeah. inspiration to do this. Um, yeah, that's, 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 that's really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, um, it certainly sounds like anytime you hear some more things come around. Yeah. Like Back sort on. of grinding electronics mixed with rock music that yeah. you've some debt to pay to Gary Newman. Yeah. Which is cool. And this is kind of him doing it better than most people do. Yeah. As, as prolonged as the album may be at parts, mm. the highlights are really good. Yeah. Like, what's, really what, good. what's, um, what was the one before this like? The songs from a broken mind, the sort of companion piece. Um, sim- similar, similar. I'd say I'd say less on the um the throttle to the oh right the the pedal to the metal industrial sound. Okay, but the, it is there are bits. Okay, um, but cool. yeah, they're companion pieces and interesting. To get back to that, yeah, just it'll be in, it'll be interesting as a as like a bit of homework to kind of just mm. go through everything. Yeah, and see where the changes happened. Because... Yeah, I try. I, I will try again. I try. Try to sort of hop through, but I couldn't quite pinpoint the point where he. Uh, I mean, you're in for creature. You're in for creature comforts when when you listen to a Gary Newman album. Mm. Uh, I, I'm I'm definitely one of the cult fans. Yeah, that, he, that, he, <laughs> that, they, that they speak of. Like I, I've I've loved him for a very, very long while. Yeah. Um, since I was pretty young, and uh, yeah, this is you know what you're getting in for if you're a cult fan. This, but if you're not, then you're in for a surprise. Where does this rank in the Gary Newman uh, oeuvre? Oh, it's high. Is it high? It's a real high. Yeah. As I said, like first chart, chart topper for, for, for since uh, 1981. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Or the highest one. And it's crowdfunded as well, so people yeah. knew that. That always helps because then people know about it before. Yeah. It's released. I think it was meant to come out last year, but didn't. Okay. But really cool. Great concept, great visuals. The, great. Vi- the video from My Name is Ruin is exactly what you expect from Gary Newman in the post-apocalypse with his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, you want to give a favorite song? Favorite song is... It, it, it could be that one. It really could be. Um, you know... Yeah, When the World Comes Apart. Cool. I'll, give, I'll take My Name is Ruin then. Yeah. Um, great. And a score out of 10? Um... Oh, I don't know. Um, it'll be a low eight. Okay, it'll be low eight. Yeah, cool. I'll give it a six. Cool. Uh, sweet. So that's the new album, Savage. Then parentheses, uh, songs from a broken world by Gary Newman. Yeah. If you're in for some dystopian, uh, overbearing, ominous, crunching electronics mixed with some lovely uh, chorus melodies, then that's your man. Yeah, and he played a gig here that I missed, but Burns. it was apparently really fucking good. I'd say it was. Yeah. Cool, yeah. uh, and good to good to hear that Gary Newman still has creative juice yeah. left in the tank. I'm glad this was a surprise after all these years. Okay, um, that is the end of our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. That's all of the new albums that we have to talk about this week. But we're going to talk about a, an album from 1995. Yes, this is "I Care Because You Do" by Richard D. James, aka Apex Twin or Apex Twin, whatever whatever floats your boat. In pronouncing that, eh, I say Apex. No, Ph. I know. Have you heard Apex? Uh, for myself, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from, from, from my broken mind. Uh, well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, in any case, this is... I mean, this is his... This is technically his third mm-hmm. 
studio album. Yeah. The first two being Collected Ambient Works Volume 1 and 2. Yeah. But I kind of think of this as a little bit of a debut also. I think it's his first proper proper say, album. I wouldn't say proper into the regular sound because the regular sound always changes. Mm, yeah, he's never stayed still. Um, this is the most commercially viable one I would say is no it? well that'd be Richard D. James the, uh, ne- the one that came after this in 1996 I mean from I mean I, that's this, an this album, seems yeah. to be the start of that oh yeah this you know? is there's, you know he's sowing stuff the seeds you, stuff you could go like here it is on the radio oh yeah and it, definitely. it can work for people who are who have a hard time grasping this kind of music yeah so like this is uh, I'm trying like to try and put it in a box I mean it's very pretentiously described as intelligence da- intelligent dance music on Wikipedia <laughs> which you know, isn't wrong, but it's, it's, you know, I don't think it fully describes he, ambient. His first two albums were collected ambient works. Yeah. And there's definitely elements of ambient on this. Yeah, but this, not, is, this is more melody to that. More melody, more, more beats. Yeah. This more, isn't, more, this isn't ambient the way like Brian Eno yeah. music for airports is. Yeah. This is like, if any listeners have listened to Grimes, this is, this is like when Grimes went from her music in the past to her latest album. Right. Um, uh, I can't remember what the name of it was, but uh, it changed to like kind of almost a poppy, rhythmic, non kind of just just non um, soundtracky mm. vibe. Yeah, because yeah. these are these are songs. I mean, they're low key for a lot of the time, but you know, there's elements of. I mean, he's kind of considered one of the fathers of like drum and bass and jungle and acid. I know acid yeah. has had existed before that. Um, mm like any kind of dance music Aphex Twin probably influenced it but also yeah. he did he does his own thing yeah it doesn't um, sound like anyone else like, like that's he my brings, list he, he, yeah you say no all I was going to say was my list of influences is really small because he's a singular artist yeah. like he is a visionary and his music doesn't really sound like many other people but no. good. I mean it's of course influenced by Brian Eno and tons of the German German like weird electronic industry mm. like, it, 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 it of course comes off that in, yeah. in very small ways but Aphex Twin was a bit of a pod person as well because yeah. he he was born in Limerick so technically he's Irish whoop, whoop. <laughs> although he was raised in Cornwall mm. and you know he, a lot, the music that he composed and bear in mind like his first two albums w- were full of music that he composed from like the ages of like yeah. 14 to 19 and this album is music that he composed yeah. from like the age 19 to 23 I think yeah, so he's true. super like, young I, I'd almost I'd almost say uh, an influence of his would be Gary Newman but the thing early, about it was is, like, yes probably yeah. yeah no probably yes but at the same time he had very little frame of reference because he essentially made these albums because there was no music that he like the music that he liked wasn't available to him yeah. you know he lived in a remote part of Cornwall and in the 80s mm. and it was not readily like yeah. experimental dance music was not readily available no. so he made what he could from what he had and yeah. recorded it to tape. And then, of course, as you go on to, like, Richard D. James' album sure. and Drew Q's and Syro, like, okay. you're getting an Aphex Twin that's <laughs> been exposed to the world. But I think, <laughs> and I care because you do, he's still he's still in that bubble of every, most things on this album coming from the mind of Richard D. James, which I think is really cool. Yeah, it, it's very unique. Yeah. It's very unique. Like, it does sound like somebody who hasn't listened to music before writing music really well somehow. Doesn't it, it give yeah. it gives that feel? It sounds like a lot of this sounds like the music you might hear in the waiting room on an alien spaceship. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. he's reaching. A lot. That's what I love about so many of these tracks. Yeah. Like 
I, it's, go ahead. I love I love the entrance of more like less less acid beats and kind of tinny. I, there are elements in that in this that are still there, mm. but I, I like when it really gets chill. Yeah, and with with like a constant melody and stuff like that, like on Alberta Balsam. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. First few songs, first last, first few last songs as well. Yeah, and you can not to I, say that everybody else, everything else is filler. It ain't, but like those really strike elements of that. Mm, yeah, it, it, it kind sound. of it swings back and forth between really abrasive, less melodic stuff that I think came toward earlier in the nineties, like in like nineteen ninety nine ninety one, to the more lush sounding stuff like Moo Kid and mm-hmm. um and Alberta Balsam and Wax t- Wet Tip Hen Axe, yeah, which yeah, yeah. which are all spiky and no they're or, i would or, think those ones are more uh they're lusher they're yeah. more melodic yeah yeah um, um and he uses a lot of what i love as well as there's a lot of uh western classical on this like a lot of orchestration is, yeah. yeah on loads of the tracks actually like on the wax and pit no not the wax and pit but <laughs> wax the nip which is a great name for a song <laughs> and cow cut is a twin um, um, or sorry, no, wax, no, wax and pith, ictedral, and next heap with are the ones that have like a lot of strings on them. Excuse me, and, yeah. and uh, especially the last track has a lot of brass on it too. Yeah, um, I don't know how he did it, but he, he, the credits, the liner notes are just, I did everything. Yeah, or something, or like everything done by Richard D. James. Yeah, like I, I'd say I like those parts more than the reckless, spiky, abandoned. Mm. Take with, with a lot of the drum samples he takes on some of these. Like I can, I, I could leave, I could take or leave them. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, know what I, you're appreci- I definitely appreciate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot more of the soothing elements in this album are unbeatable. Yeah, in that respect. Like, come on, you slags! While I love the name of it, and I, I like mm. when he goes, come on, you slags! Like, yeah. it's, it's a little abrasive. Like, it's pretty much just <laughs> percussion, and it's, a, and yeah. a, although I, fun fact about that is the, the voice sample that's used in that. There's a lady who keeps saying. I'm going to throw you a coming out party at your house. And that's actually from a, a porn from 1981. Oh, wow. Called Seek as Fantasies. I looked that up. That what, was, a deep, what a deep cut. What a deep cut. So yeah. that was, maybe that was something that he watched. Oh God, that would have made him 10 when that porn came out. I, I, re, I really hope he watched that when it was already vintage. <laughs> but um, that was, that, that's where that vo- voice sample came from. But yeah, there, there are a few moments. Ventanol is another word that's yeah. like super abrasive. It is. Um, <laughs> it's like I wouldn't listen to this whole album in full yeah. with the intent to read a book to it if that if yeah that Ventanol sense. kind of because the thing with Ventanol it's it's the name of a of an asthma inhaler yeah, yeah that supposedly one of the side effects is uh, tinnitus you know the ringing in your ears yeah. so he it's he like, specifically put in a sound that sounds like tinnitus um, yeah. to to put you like a lot of this album, so dauntingly yeah hard, challenging to listen after to. like five minutes i mean it's yeah. better with head with good headphones it's for some reason the separation makes it easier to listen to but like if you're just listening to it on regular speakers it's super piercing every time there ain't a peak in the music it's that going on yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but i kind of appreciate it as well i kind of like the cheekiness of yeah of putting in something that's Physically, almost physically painful. Yeah. Good, good experiment. Mm. Better luck next time. He, <laughs> Which he got. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And there's there's other moments in this album that make oh. you you feel like your ears are broken. Mm-hmm. He does he does have that talent of mm. swapping music from one ear to the other, or sort of dialing down various frequencies yeah. to make you feel as though like do not do not adjust your set. The music is broken, not yeah. you. <laughs> um, Which oh, is yeah. cool. Um. But uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's I, I, it's so hard to... I, I suppose maybe the one thing about this album is it's 
if you listen to it loads, it gains a cohesion, but perhaps there's, there's, on first listen, it's a little bit scattershot. Is, yeah, there's there are a lot of memorable things on this album, hmm. like like stuff you would come back to quite a bit. Oh yeah, I can totally understand how it can ingrain in somebody's head. Like I'm not as big as a fan, but I do know this. This is the one I. This is the only one I kind of do know. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. I this this and uh, actually I know this Richard D James and Drake Hughes probably like equally well. Yeah. And um, but Ambient Works and Cyro I don't know so well. But uh yeah, no, I I just I don't know there's something about this like I said it's it, it's it just feels really um psychologically interesting to listen to. That's kind of what what I like about it. I think yeah. it's it, there's there's a chord progression on um what song is it now? I think I think it's um the wet tip hen axe mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. which just has this chord progression of, of strings that absolutely should not work like the chords do not go together yeah. but yet somehow I find myself singing along with it you know yeah it's, and be- it's, it's, it's beautiful and in, in a very subtle way yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. It's it, like I think the best way to describe it is it does sound like an alien just sort of blasted the information yeah. from uh, uh, you know 300 years of music into their brain and then just vomited something out and this is <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like it's, it's very hard to describe you get yeah. bits of it from Moby you, that it, yeah it's the musical yeah. equivalent of like Chips and a McFlurry it, you don't yeah. know why it works but it works yeah it's like elements that shouldn't go together that he just puts together like there's hip hop there's hip hop there's like some samba there's drum and bass there's jungle acid as they say like yeah, there's to- totally elements you've heard bands like anybody from Daft Punk to Mind of Self Indulgence bring mm. to the nth degree. Yeah, 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 yeah. This kind of seems like the start of that. A little I bit. I think it's been a really. I think this has been a really influential album. Yeah. Um, and this isn't the one that I I was initially going to bring the Richard D James album to because um, I picked this one, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I but I think the Richard D James album is too easy. Yeah, this is your favorite, right? No, is Richard it? D. James okay, album was my favorite. Okay, but I but I wanted to I wanted to go back and give this one mm-hmm. more time because I think it's more interesting. Yeah, okay. It's got a more interesting story. I think the fact that it was the first one that he you know after you know it was like it was the first one that wasn't recorded directly onto tape in his room, and it's the first. It's yeah, the it's, one it, that it's broke like, him basically. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like um, this is great kind of view of how you can build music from nothing mm. to something huge. And remember as well, and we're... so such a cult, such a cultism, you know. Exactly, and and on and on analogs, analog synthesizers that yeah. you know, this was the last album that was he did that was all just pure analog, mm. um, and to create such a varied, and or I would say organic sounding album from you know just from synthesizers, yeah. and then obviously like samples and things like that, but to make something that's so interesting and mm. strange. Is it, it reminds me a lot of um, vi- or, um uh, the second album by Garbage when, oh, when they stopped yeah. just before they reached the digital age. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there are lots of that desperate kind of mm. reach for let's just go insane with everything that is like that this era of recording gave to us. Yeah, I think it seems so. Like that. Yeah, it just. You can almost hear him tapping on the keyboard at certain points. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially in the songs that, yeah. that, that were recorded earlier. You know, there's, mm-hmm. you can you can actually sense that as you listen. You can sense the ones that feel more rudimentary. Um, they yeah. they tend to be closer to the start of the first half of the album. And then the second mm-hmm. half is more... 
it it feels like he's gotten access to a, a more swanky set of equipment or something. <laughs> but uh, but I kind of love both uh, both halves. Yeah, God, um, I, like it. I fa- really really like. Thanks it. for bringing this to the table. That was awesome. Yeah, no, it's it was a good one to look back on, right? Yeah, it was a good challenge as well. It's a challenge, and it's 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 like the polar opposite of the Gary Newman, which is you know in, in, not in a bad way, but it's just Gary Newman is tough music that's easy to listen to, and this is like easy music that's t- <laughs> tough to yeah, listen to. Yeah, it's weird, but you know? that's a great selection of music, yeah. regardless. Yeah, what another a good uh, what a good mix. Yeah. yeah, boy. So go back. I would say you would really like Richard D. James' album if you don't know that one. Give it a listen because it's bloody good and it's really short and it's just it's a like a yeah it's a it's a, it's a hit of incredible electronic music. Favorite tune? This one uh, off off. Uh, I care because you do. Mm-hmm. Probably Wet Tip Hanax. I love that one. Alberto Balsam. Alberto, yeah, Alberto Balsam. That's the one that really hit. good as well. Yeah. yeah, that 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 weird sound i don't even know what it is but it kind of goes it's like a little off it sounds like meowing right there's a bit of a meow yeah it's like a metallic meow like i was listening to this today and my my cats were going like is that another cat do 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 real it's just this i don't know where what it is i don't want to know what it is i think that's the song with the the cats on it right or the Uh, the weird cat synth yeah probably yeah but um my cats perked their ears up to that which is very very amusing i thought good (laughs) good it's cat uh dylan tested cat approved cat music all right um so we yeah we we've hit our hour mark so we're gonna leave you for another week yeah next week we have quicksand oh snap yeah first album in since 1993 95 many years yeah yeah. i'm excited for that Mm -hmm. great um so take care of yourselves in the meantime Stay frosty. Stay frosty. Winter. Holy shit. Warm up. See you next week. Bye.